You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, what is this? What, well, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. A beard. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveler in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Earth Station Who. That's right, folks. We are back. And Happy New Year! We are here for the first episode of 2022. And you know what? We are going to be talking all about Eve of the Daleks, the New Year's special, the first of three specials coming to you this year in 2022, and which is slowly and sadly going to be leading up to Jody's ultimate demise as the Doctor. And it's going to be very interesting to see, and we're going to spoil the hell out of this episode. So if you haven't seen this episode or seen Groundhog Day, be prepared to be spoiled, folks. <laughs> so definitely check it check it out. Um, we definitely would love to hear from you guys. Please write us feedback at ourstationwho.com, and you know, let us know what you guys thought of this episode. Did you like seeing the, the Daleks back again? And did you enjoy... Uh, the thrill of having Jody go run through a storage unit the whole time. It was pretty awesome to uh, talk all about this, and we're going to talk all about it. So be prepared, folks. We have a couple great guests with us tonight. Of course, returning back to the show, Mr. Dave Chapman is here. Welcome, sir. Hello, hello. How are you? How are, how how are you? Happy, I'm doing great. Happy New Year. Happy, <laughs> we're, just, we're just talking all over each other, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yes, eh, yes, we are. Exactly. I, is it, it's a new year, so let's start off with a blunder. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> this is Earth Station Who. I think that should be Earth Blunder Who. Yeah, no, I think so. Uh, the way the show off half goes sometimes. But it's definitely great to have you back, my friend. It is great to be back. I, I miss you guys. You guys are great. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And it's funny because we wanted people on the show tonight who hadn't been on the show during Flux. And so, you know, glad you weren't with us for that. So it was perfect. <laughs> I The frustrating thing with Flux is I couldn't watch it quickly. It I don't have regular cable. Right. And the timing of just the episodes meant that I'm like, okay, great. I can binge like two or three at a time, which is fine because there's only six episodes. But- right. Yeah, made it hard to appear on shows. Maybe at the beginning of the segment when we actually do the review, we'll get from both you and our next guest um, what you guys thought of Flux, because I'm 
I'm actually curious to see yeah. and everything. And, of course, joining us for the first time this week is Christina Louise. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, it is awesome to have you here. And you actually run a Doctor Who group up on Facebook. And you also are a huge Whovian because um, I know you've been to Gallifrey a couple times and such and Dragon Con. Yes, that's right. Yes. Uh, Gallifrey and Dragon Con are my two conventions that I always go to uh, if they happen. But <laughs> yeah. Um, Good point. Yeah, I used to run. Used to run a cosplay group uh, for Doctor Who as well, and then um, that was when I lived in Houston, and then kind of went into the meetup group, which now is the Doctor Who uh, and Science Fiction Appreciation Society. So that is awesome. And so the big question always for you, for new people on the show, who is your doctor? Oh, gee, you know. Originally, I would have said tenant, but I didn't need her now. Uh, it's Jody. It 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 truly is. Really, that's awesome. I yeah. love hearing that. You know, she deserves the love, and you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. You know, and so I'm very very happy to hear that. Or you know, what I always say is, whoever's playing the doctor now is my doctor. And you know, so it's always, right. <laughs> you know, I have favorites, but you know, and some not so mm-hmm. favorites. But, you know, but it's always great that, you know, giving the current doctor love, it's always a great thing to do. Yeah. So, awesome. Well, welcome aboard. Thank you so much. And we have our regulars, of course, here tonight. Let's say hi to the lovely and talented Mary Ogle. Happy New Year, Mary. Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. It is so great to see you. And you know what? We have a fresh start. 2022 is, did it start off with a bang for you? It, it started off nice and calm and serene, which is exactly what I needed. So I'm perfectly happy with that. <laughs> it's almost too quiet, quiet, you know, so that is awesome. It's great to see you here. It's great to be here. And of course, Mr. Howdy himself, Mike Gordon. Howdy. Happy new year, my friend. Happy new year to everybody. It is awesome to see you. How's 2022 been treating you so far? Well, you know, um, well, ours really did start with a bang because uh, the neighbors were putting off fireworks till about five in the morning. So, uh, mm. yeah, so it started off with a lot of bangs. Uh, but, you know, um, we got, you know, <laughs> new year, new who, like for <laughs> an episode right away. So, you know, uh, I miss the Christmas episodes, but the, there's something kind of cool about the having one on New Year's Day as well. Definitely. Um, it's very interesting. And now that RTD is going to be coming back, do you think we're going to start seeing the Christmas specials back again? I think so. I hope so. I, I hope so. There was always something move, special yes. about I think it. I'll move it back to Christmas. Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, I really don't like watching Doctor Who with a hangover. So it's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all depends on the episode. I was going to say, some of good point. Be well. No, it's never better with a hangover. Sometimes it's better before the hangover. Oh, okay. Good point. On the way to the hangover. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What starts in the alcohol bottle should end up in your stomach, so it's okay. It's good. And yes. goes, goes through the head. It's good. It's a good thing. So um, 
Not a ton of Doctor Who news. There's a lot of rumors going around right now. But, you know, as we like to say on the show, we don't talk much about rumors because 90% of the time we end up with egg on our face. So it's easier that way if we don't. But um, I did, you know, there's a couple things that have come out that's kind of official. Um, RTD has already said that they are planning on his first episode to be the 60th anniversary special in November 2023. So after the three specials, which we've already seen the first one of these, it's going to be um, two more specials and then no more Doctor Who. There's not going to be a holiday special next year. And you're not going to see anything till October of 2023. Yeah, it's going to be a long year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. Exactly. We, we guess we really got to kick up uh, those big Finnish audios that we got to review for the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, plenty of time. Oh, very much so. And um, it's, it's going to be a lot of time between, but I really hope that's going to be worth it. And looking forward to it. Um, RTD is saying he's, they've, He's the way he says it. They've started auditioning for the Fourteenth Doctor, but I think they're a little further than that, you know. But take it as it comes. We were joking around at the before we went on the air and saying, wouldn't it be kind of cool if they made the announcement Michael Sheehan's going to be the Fourteenth Doctor, even though Michael Sheehan's already said, oh, I'm not going to be the Doctor or anything. But they make the announcement that he's going to be the Doctor. They make the whole thing. They have the first episode with him on it, have the opening and everything with him, you know, his face and everything. And he's flying around in the TARDIS, gets a companion at the, you know, three quarters of the way or at the end of the episode, he gets shot and regenerates at the end of it. Or, or even if it happens in like the first five minutes. <laughs> kind of what happened to Sylvester. Yeah, well, kind of, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right, exactly. Sylvester's back. Boom, boom. Oh. (laughs) That alley is still there and still looks just the same minus the giant wall they built. Just do it right there again. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It would be... Come on up to Vancouver. (laughs) You never know. It could be fun to do. It it would be interesting to see or they they do the Curse of Fatal Death thing and have like six different people as the doctor. (laughs) Yes. And have all these celebrities as the doctor, and then they finally go, boom, boom. Joanna Lindley is the is the doctor, and they go, they fade to black or something. You know, it would be awesome if they did something like that, just to screw with the fans. Look, we've lived through three seasons of Chibnall. The fans have been screwed enough. Mike can't take anymore. Let's 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 not like start off on the wrong foot here. At that Um, point, you're you're trolling the 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 trolls. You're not. It's not even you know the fans that they're screwing around with. It'll be the trolls that they screw around with if they do that. Yeah, good point. Touche there. Well, we just don't live in that. uh, We don't live in that. I'm amazed that that they've been able to keep as much secrets as they have in the last, like what, three or four years. Right. Mm-hmm. And surprise us with, you know, what the, you know, when, when Moffat did it with the eighth doctor um, and uh, you know, Chibnall's actually done it a few times, uh, you know, introducing a, a whole new doctor. Yeah, um, the fugitive doctor. 
Exactly. And so we've gotten big surprises um, from this franchise. But, you know, as we all know, uh, throughout this, you know, 50 plus year history, almost 60 now. um, Yeah, the BBC doesn't work that way. No, they they want to make sure that everybody knows who the next doctor is a long time in advance. Yeah, I agree with that. But it's interesting, too, because I did like how they introduced Jody as the doctor. Where they had, you know, they did the video making the announcement. And because mm-hmm. nobody knew before that. There were rumors and saying they had narrowed it down to a few different people. and But they didn't say who. And then they did the, Chibnall did the video of her walking through the woods wearing the hoodie. And, you know, I thought it was totally awesome. I would love to see something like that. Yeah, that was cool. The uh, With Peter's introduction uh you know big live event worldwide live event that was yeah i don't think they were, would recreate that that was a bit too for not right now <laughs> well no yeah <laughs> i hope not right now well i didn't say it would be live in front of an audience uh but yeah. um like that one was but uh yeah. um uh, yeah it still was i mean it's always cool you know and and it's cool when you get to see something and everybody sees the same thing and you're and so everybody gets the news at the same time other than like you wake up and it's on Facebook and you don't know whether to believe it or not or somebody's posting this or that and everybody finds out about it like you know through their own way i like it when they make a an announcement and you have to be there and every everybody who cares is there and everybody finds out at the same time mm-hmm. exactly i think that would be the get Jody to to uh, host SNL <laughs> comes out host SNL and regenerates on American television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a way to troll everybody. Dude, if she was on Saturday Night Live, that would be more people than watch the episodes of Doctor Who. So, <laughs> right there. <laughs> it's true. But, yeah. But it's interesting. Uh, they In an article this last week, actually, Jody came out and said she's totally open to returning as the Doctor. You know, in in specials and such, so I guess that she's not that soured yet. So it's good because you know, <laughs> yet. yeah. Well, Capaldi's, you know, where he said, "Oh, I'd never liked um, multiple Doctor stories. I don't think I would want to be involved with them." So it's he's turned out to be kind of like I don't know. I I thought he was like one of the biggest fans, and now like that he's been not the Doctor. He's kind of turned around and been kind of jerkish. Well, he has Suicide Squad money on him now, so it's you know quite okay. And you know that wasn't that much. Well, you know they got to glue uh, what spark plugs to his head, so you know <laughs> it was interesting. But yeah, so I'm very happy to see that she wants to come back. So I'm very very happy about that. Um, you know, I don't think we've talked about that. Big Finish actually has. Uh, signed a new contract, and they are going to be doing Doctor Who audios at least through 2030, which is Yay. amazing to think about. Yes, indeed. And and you know, they—if you ever need your Doctor Who fix, folks, please check out Big Finish audios. They are amazing, and not just the ones we've talked about on the show. There are hundreds and there are hundreds so many. of them out there now. And if you don't like one, you're going to find one that you like. <laughs> exactly. 
And now the tenant is up there. You know, you should get your fix that way. Um, Chris is up there, and you know, all the old series doctors are up there. And if you want to learn, great eighth doctor one. Oh, I was about to say, if you want to learn more about the eighth doctor, other than the movie, um, please check out Big Finish. There are some awesome stuff, but there's also companion stories too, which is really awesome. And there's unit stories, and there's Django and Lightfoot, and the Paternoster Gang, which we've talked about. It's some amazing stuff. And I actually downloaded the uh, first storyline that they did because they uh, got the rights to Space 1999. And I downloaded that. And it's a whole new cast. It's not the cast from the TV show. And most of those are dead. It, yeah, I was going to say there aren't very many of them left. <laughs> but, and but you know when you thought when I first saw it, it's like oh, it's just the audio from the TV show. But no, it isn't. It is awesome what they've done. And there's like Blake Seven, and there's all these different other you know shows that you could see and that you'd love, and you're you're going to find a favorite up there, and they're not that expensive. And it's a great way, you know. They're always having sales. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I was about to say, instead of listening to a <laughs> podcast, but I said, on top of listening to a podcast, <laughs> you know. And you can legally find a lot of them on Spotify as well. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So Al- Almost they, almost everything, really. And they have. I know they have samples on their YouTube channel as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can, you can take, you know, you can dip your toe in before you, like, dive right in. But... Warning, once you dive in, it's, it, be careful because yeah. you, you could drown. There's mm. that much stuff. Yeah, it sounds about I right. drove across the continent and didn't even scratch the surface with, with the eighth doctor. <laughs> <laughs> the eighth doctor. And Literally he, across the continent and nothing. And he was going backwards, folks. It was amazing. So it was, you know, <laughs> so it even went even slower for him. So, and he didn't even scratch the surface. It's awesome. But yes, um, definitely check out Big Finish and congratulations for them. Nick Briggs and his crew are doing awesome work. So definitely check it out. I think we might have to add to our schedule, folks, Christopher Eccleston stuff. Because we did the first one for Brit, uh, the front, for fine folks at the Brit Tracks. So I think it would be awesome for us to do some of the, se- the second or the third story. Do you know if this mm-hmm. new contract includes any new, like, I think they're only able to, like, before this new contract, I think they were only able to use certain characters up to a certain point. Do you know if that's been expanded? Not yet. Still the same. But you know they're eventually going to, you know, do, they're going to get Matt Smith. They're eventually mm-hmm. going to get Jody. They're going to, you know. You're, you know, as long as they get Graham, I'm going to be happy. So, you know. exactly. That's yes, what, well, that's what I'm asking. Thing. Okay, that, you you saw right suit through. Me. That's exactly <laughs> what I want to know. I'm like, when are we going to get the Graham adventures? No, I, that would BC's be great. not going to leave that money on the table. You know, you know, as little as it is, Graham and Ryan, you know, adventures right away with their psychic paper. You know, the, we're so looking. Graham and Ryan adventures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep everyone's spirits up after because, you know, we still have to talk about that Dalek story. So (laughs) it'll be a lot of fun to do and definitely check out Big Finish, folks. So 
I think that's most of the big news I had to talk about tonight. And let's take a quick break, and we will be back, and we are going to be talking all about Eve of the Dogs. what's been going on with the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse i would say that e3 maybe isn't the event that it once was but everybody still plans their event around the e3 schedule steven spielberg could throw out a gum commercial and we'd all watch it because it's steven spielberg dragon age 4 is carrying i think the future of bioware on its shoulders that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and right here on the ESO Network. Happy Nearly New Year. Hiya, Nick. Here we are again. Here we are again. Ah. Anyone else got a proper deja vu? We're stuck in a time loop with killer robots. Yeah, that makes sense. Does it? It will kill everything not within its own image. Shoot. Should old acquaintance be forgotten? And now it's time for Eve of the Daleks, which was premiered on January 1st, 2022. Featured, of course, Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, Manap Gill as Yasmin Khan, and John Bishop as Dan Lewis. And it was interesting because... You know, this is the follow-up to Flux. And like I said, when we first started the show, uh, Dave and Christina, what were your thoughts on Flux? Let's go, let ladies go first. I I enjoyed it for the most part. I mean, there were things that were, you know, there was a lot going on and there was a lot of different things that didn't quite add up, but Overall, I really enjoyed it just because it made me excited again. I was really excited to to watch uh, Doctor Who again for the first time in a long time, to be honest, you know. So I, I would definitely give it probably at least a at least a four. Oh, that's awesome. That four out of five. Really good. That's good. That's good because we do four, um, one out of five TARDISes. So you hit it right in the mark. It's perfect. And you would have probably had one of the highest scores on our show when we did the review. So that's even better. <laughs> so that's awesome. All right, Dave, what about you? I, I can't help but wonder if this was not supposed to be a nine episode story arc and there wasn't supposed to be specials because it really felt like they just crammed another three episodes worth of material into some of those episodes. Well, we had mentioned it that it was supposed to originally be eight episodes, but oh, COVID cut it down to six. So I agree that some of it was crunched in. and But it was neat to see a lot of old, familiar faces again in this. And, oh, definitely. Or, well, if you, if you count Daleks and Santarans as faces, you know. So. <laughs> I mean, Santarans have a face. Looks like a potato, but, you know. Exactly. It's a glorified Mr. Potato Head. It's good. Exactly. So. Exactly. No, I think th there was definitely some upsides to it. Like a lot of it was definitely weirdly cut together, but there were, you know, the, the, the village of the, 
Village of the Angels was a brilliant episode, being the only one that wasn't entirely written by Chibnall. Um, you know, I loved what they did with, you know, the four years of travel of the of the companions, which gets brought up in Eve the Daleks, so we'll probably get there eventually. You know, I think there, there, there was definitely some really good moments in there. And I think just the way everything kind of fell together failed, unfortunately. Okay. No, okay. I do understand that. How many TARDISes would you have given it one out of five? Three, maybe three and a half. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, you know, for the rest of us, you can listen to last last two episodes when we uh, did talk about flux and the review and we gave the whole season a review. So um, let's get into Eve of the Daleks. It was very interesting to get this one. Um, you know, Chibnall had promised, you know, Oh, everything that was happening in flux, more answers will come your way in the specials. I guess we still have to wait because, not much was actually answered in this at all. And it was all set in a storage unit, uh, basically, or a storage facility, if you want to put it properly. But those were some of the biggest storage units I have ever seen in my life. I, and I've lived, you know, putting furniture and stuff in a little five by five storage unit. This was like almost looked like my first apartment in college. It was so big, you know. So yeah. it was yeah. it was just amazing to see. You know, I want to find this place, even though it's been blown up. But you know, it would have been great. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, especially when they were showing all the cans. You know, and it just seemed to go on forever. And I was like, every storage unit I've ever seen is like a little box. Exactly. Mm. Even the larger ones. <laughs> No, you had usually when you rent a storage unit, you have to get very creative in stacking or mm-hmm. piling, and you know, trying to figure out how to get things. And of course, the stuff you need is always in the back of this, the the piles and everything. Whenever you have to go back to the storage unit, so it's it was interesting, and you got to introduce to Sarah and Nick, and you know, basically, I thought they were great. I I liked those characters. I liked. I think the I think her name is Esling B. Um Ashling. Ashling. Mm-hmm. Uh, who played Sarah has some of the best facial expressions I have ever seen in my life. And it was it was cool. Um Nick, he was okay. And um and then basically what ended up happening was that it landed in a time loop. And supposedly caused by the TARDIS, which was still going through whatever was happening to it during flux. Um, And the doctor decided to land it originally on this beach planet. And again, the TARDIS doesn't land where it's supposed to, but where it's needed, as I like to say. And it, the story then goes from there. Um, The doctor then sets a reset on the TARDIS that it's going to reset itself. And I was so hoping for a new TARDIS set. I was so hoping for a new TARDIS set. Like only three episodes. I'm like, there's yeah. three specials. Out. I'm like, they're not going to introduce a new set now. Though I thought, I thought that must, 
when they first did it, I was like, oh, we must be getting a new set because otherwise, what is the point of this? Exactly. And, and once again, there is no point. <laughs> no, yeah. there there was no ramification of it. There was They didn't even say what was wrong with it. It was just the TARDIS needed to be reset. It was just another was plot just a, hole. Yeah, convenient way yeah. to get them out of the TARDIS and not be able to go back and do yeah. it. It was a neat effect seeing the TARDIS all cracked and everything and glowy, mm-hmm. you know. But we saw that on the poster, so it wasn't any surprise that it was like that. And so the time loop was caused by the TARDIS going through its reset then, supposedly. That's at least what the Daleks said. And we basically had the Daleks who we thought were just all destroyed with the flux, you know, because in the last episode and basically we were said, Oh, that was their battle fleet. It wasn't all the Daleks. Yeah. There's always more Daleks out there. Yeah, somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> so what were you guys initial thoughts on this? Were, were you guys looking forward to it? Were you curious to see where they were going to go with it? What about you, Mikey? I love this episode. I'm like, where has this guy been uh, throughout like his run? It's a nice story. It doesn't like it's, it's, I mean, it's simple. The fate of the planet, the fate of the world, the fate of the universe is not at stake. It's just this incident with uh, the doctor, her companions, and and two other people. Um, You know, despite the fact that it's in just one location in a storage unit, it's just, you know, it doesn't feel... Actually, it adds to the feeling of it being confined. Um, The Daleks are just there, um, but they're they're badass. Um, every time someone got killed by a Dalek, I, I felt that pain. Uh, I can't imagine that's fun to go through multiple times. Uh, that just looks like it hurts really bad. Um, I, I like the two characters in the storage unit. Uh, I thought I like Nick and I, I thought that was uh, kind of cool. Um, it was just a nice little simple story. He wasn't trying to do too much. Like we've seen him do like with flux um, this is just a nice little simple like incident. Uh, time loop stories are fun. You know, I've seen time loop stories my whole life. You know, um, contrary to popular opinion, there were time loop stories before Groundhog Day. Um, and there are plenty after. Um, this was kind of a cool take on it. The fact that it kept getting shorter and shorter. Um, I, I kind of like that, that immediacy, you know, it sort of added to the tension a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, overall, I thought Yaz and um, and Dan were cool. Um, of course, there's like, you know, our suspicions were correct about Yaz and the doctor. So I was going to uh, talk about that. In a oh, bit. Yeah, that's something that we're going to need to talk about. And but aside from that, um, I, I just really enjoyed it. I had fun with it. I watched it a couple times. Um, I, I, I thought it was great. I, you know, this is a fun episode. I can't say it was fun. A lot of Chibnall stories aren't fun um, like this one was. It just was fun and it kind of a cool story. Okay. Awesome. Dave. I kind of agree with a lot of that. I, I found it. I had a hard time actually staying attention, like having my attention stuck there for some, for some reason. And I still cannot pinpoint what it was. I enjoyed the episode. But something about it just kept letting my attention away. So I had to watch it several times before I go, wait, why, why is this happening? Did I miss that? 
I missed that somewhere at like, you know, oh, it was the TARDIS that did that. How did I miss that the first three times I watched it or whatever it was, uh-huh. right? Yeah, it was just a throwaway comment. It wasn't even yeah. like a main focal point. And there was a lot of those little throwaway comments um, just kind of throughout the whole thing. And it, I, I did enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I, I thought it was a great episode. Like I said, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, the Daleks were the Daleks, but they felt a little bit, as you said, a little bit more badass than they usually do. Well, they have grappling um, guns now, basically. Yeah. Instead of one <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, those things were, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, can I also just say real quick too, that I've been, this is my bad. Cause I, I've just, it didn't occur to me until we were watching this. I was watching this that the like all of the New Year's Day specials for Jody have been with the Daleks. Like I yep, just it's like always you just Daleks. realized that? Oh, I yeah. just realized it. Like I was like you know, and the only reason I realized it is because BBC America was showing the past ones, and I was like, oh, there's a Dalek. Oh, there's a Dalek. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like, and I will say, out of all the all three of the Dalek stories that he did, I like this one the best. Really? Hashtag huh? New Year, New Dalek. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right, Mary, what about you? I really enjoyed this episode. I really thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was it was much more self-contained, which I think helped it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, for some reason, Chibnall's New Year's episodes seem to be better overall <laughs> than a lot of his regular season episodes. I don't know why. Um, I don't know if it has something to do with the Daleks. (laughs) Well, in the first Dalek story, he actually made the Daleks scary again. I love the first Dalek story. And the middle one was okay. And this one I thought was really good. And uh, the side characters, he has trouble (laughs) developing side characters. We have had that discussion before. But in this one, you cared about them. You know, they were actually fully realized characters who, who, um, I mean, they weren't perfect. They were flawed. Um, but that was good. That's what you wanted. That made them more human. And uh, and you felt like you got to know them even in a short amount of time. And it was it was kind of nice how the romance developed. And I mean, we can talk about the other romance later, which I wasn't as thrilled about. Um, but but overall, you know, it was, um, you know, I think it helped that it was it was basically a base under siege story. Sure. And I think oh, that helped definitely. It. It, it's classic Doctor Who at its yeah. best right there. I think that helped it because he just didn't have the opportunity to bring in too many things from the outside. (laughs) Exactly. And I like the idea that each jump was a minute shorter. And that was, that was a great idea because it really ramped up the tension. Oh, it did. Especially Mm -hmm. because um, the one gentleman, um, Nick kept died like five minutes before midnight. <laughs> so they had to go rescue him before, you know, he died. So he'd be able to go through to the next jump and not die permanently, which was, it was, that was, that was actually really smart. And I like that part. Christina, what about you? You know, um, out of all of the Chibnall specials, I would say that this one was probably, the best one and the most complete. Uh, I have to agree, you know, the story was actually fully fleshed out. You know, there wasn't a lot of plot holes and different things, you know. Um, so and I thought I found it really enjoyable. Um, I wanted to go back for just a second. Um, you did say 
the the reset on the TARDIS. Uh, I had a note here that I wrote that um, uh, Jody actually said that the reason she was resetting it was to uh, clear out the rest of the flux that was in there. I've watched um, it three times at the beginning I'm, of the episode. I, I missed that part. <laughs> See, lots of little throwaway lines. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly that was, You know what? It doesn't like, you know, over the over the course of things, it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, like right, you right. Need, you don't need to watch the flux in order to understand what's going on here. Yeah, um, yeah. Just, yeah. And that's what I, that's what, as Mary said, it's standalone. That's why I like. That's what I loved about it too. Mm-hmm. You don't. It doesn't. It you know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't lead to the next one. It, it, this is it's not, like this is I think the first time he's ever done one that's like just stand alone. Yes, because even the mm-hmm. other other Christmas or holiday specials he did um, tied in to a point. Yeah, and as much as I like that they first did. one uh, that he did with the Dalek, um, it gets too crazy and big at the end. Like it's just like you know the Dalek starts trying to take over the world or whatever that satellite, and then you've got all the stuff with Ryan and his dad and all. Like it just like it gets kind of bogged down with that. So as as cool as it is to you know the first part of that one uh, where the Dalek gets scary again, I think it kind of uh it just does it kind of fails again like like he does so many times um and 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 that doesn't happen here like he actually like makes it to the end and 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 scores the goal and like you know um and uh i i appreciated that okay that makes sense christina what else you got for us any other thoughts um additional thoughts just that there, there was a few really great moments and great lines um, that stood out to me. Um, uh, one of them was, um, my friend Lauren actually says that good-hearted weirdos are actually the keepers. Huh. You know, I just, I don't know, that really just kind of, I was just happy to hear that, you know. Oh, of course, I don't know. the geek community probably oh, cheered at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have a chance. All right. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Now, there was a lot of good in this. There was a lot of bad in it, too. And I didn't love it as much as you guys did. And there, it was actually, for me, it was starting to get a little tedious with the jumps towards the I'm end. So, I'm sorry. You watched it three times? Yes. Okay. I didn't, I just, well, because you didn't I, like I, it. No, I Watched it three times because I didn't. I wanted to make sure I didn't miss any of it because I was on my computer every time because it didn't hold my attention, Mike. So I wanted to definitely. There was just something about it. It was just like, okay, it's nice, it's cute, but it was mm-hmm. just like it wasn't something that I was riveted to. Like when I was watching Capaldi Doctor Who, or I was watching the Angels episode of Flux, where. I didn't. I just stared at the TV the whole time. This didn't do it for me. I watched it live when it f- appeared and had to sit through two zillion commercials. Then I had to. Then I watched it on demand the, the second two times, and they have minimal commercials on the on AMC Plus, which is nice. And I was able to watch it that way. But I was on my computer every time. You know, working on other projects. Hell, I was even at one today. I was editing Earth Station One at the same time because it just didn't hold my interest as much. And it was, 
there was good points to it. Graham was awesome. I mean, sorry, Dan <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> you know, have have white guy just change heads. You know, the, the, the shadow of Graham still looms large. <laughs> if we're no. gonna if we're gonna say that, I have to say that. Did anyone else get a huge Ryan vibe out of Nick? Yes, very much like, so. No, really? not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I did. Especially at the beginning. Points. At the beginning, especially. Like, yeah, the worst parts of Ryan were in that... that. Well, when he, arrived, when he arrived there with the with the Monopoly set, and yeah. he felt very awkward, he felt very uncomfortable, because he liked the young lady. Yeah. And it was... It was obvious right from the beginning, but yeah, okay. I did. I did get a Ryan feel about that because Ryan was written very awkwardly, yeah. and it was so I got the same kind of vibe from it, and I did like you know, I liked seeing what was in each one of the storage units and everything, the beans, the mannequins, or you know, <laughs> you know, all the other crap that was in there, and you know, and it was just interesting because you know. Sarah kept on going, this guy, I'm going to kill him for bringing this. He knows there's no food or no, you know, and it's just like, and then there was fireworks and then there was, you know, combustible bombs basically in there. It was just like, okay, that's a typical storage unit. That's right. Yeah. So, and it was. <laughs> typical storage unit has stuff that nobody wants to, no, no nothing useful because it's, in, that's why it's in storage. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, it was kind of creepy, the whole thing with, you know, with Nick and things from past girlfriends. It was just like, it kind of got like a, you know, serial killer vibe off of him for that part. Yeah, and that, one, that, that was another, that was the, one of the best one off, like, they're still alive, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, we're good. <laughs> okay, good. This isn't turning into Dexter. That's good. This yeah. is good. <laughs> So, but yeah, and you know the Daleks were cool. I like the alterations of the Daleks, and I like the Gatling guns and everything. And it was pretty cool to see, you know, because it always it was like they had one blaster. Yeah, they could go, but now they have, you know, that makes no sense. Of course, they were they were trained by stormtroopers. Yeah, I was going to say they went to the same same school. Yeah. So, but yeah, and I did enjoy that part and it was, the Daleks weren't even the weak part for me. It was just like, it just got, you know, tedious, more tedious as the, the jumps kept on happening and everything. Um, but I did like the characterizations of the companions and, you know, I'm going to, let's talk about it right now. You, you got confirmation about the feelings that we've known for what the last almost two seasons now. That, you know, mm-hmm. Yaz is in love with the doctor. And once again, the doctor is oblivious to all hell. And, you know, Dan was able, I loved the interaction between Dan and Yaz. It shows that they spent four years together on Earth. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were, it was them and Jericho um, wandering the Earth trying to figure out how to get into, back to the future. God, Hashtag sounded, Yaz gang. Exactly. <laughs> You you still think that's going to be a big finish, don't you? I'm going to push that. I'm going to push that. If I'm working for big finish, like you just signed a new contract. Yes, gang. There you go. I, I still feel like there's more 
chemistry, I mean, in the sense of a friendship between her and Dan, it's more believe I, I it's easier for me to believe they are friends than it was for her and Graham and Ryan. Oh, yes. very much so yeah. completely. And yeah. it's because it's interesting because, well, Dan is such a likable character anyway. Yeah. And I think and that has a lot to do with the actor. I mean, being just so casual and comedic, um, just sort of, um, uh, Easy, like he has great chemistry with almost everybody he's in a scene with. He even had great chemistry with the Dalek. Come on, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a pretty. I mean, this is. I, I do get kind of tired of you know every time we see the Daleks on Earth that we we have to explain to humans what they are. It's like really. Like how many times have they been invaded? I mean, I, I know it's at this point, it's just the thing that I just go. Yeah, here we go again, because they don't remember. We never remember what dialects look like, even though we've been attacked by them several times. Uh, and, uh, you know, but um, uh, I, I, you know, I, I think that, uh, look, we we said it before. We were kind of leery that it was going this direction. Uh, we thought maybe, you know, Again, Chibnall was trolling us, like with the with the bed in the TARDIS, like in the in the main room and everything like that. We were kind of like, oh, they're just doing that to like, you know, but I, I swear that last episode, the way Yaz looked at the doctor and everything, I was like, ah, oh, damn it. I think they're going to go there. And sure enough. Now, I liked even more than I liked the scene between Dan and Yaz, which I liked a lot. I really like the scene between Dan and the doctor because the Dan calls the doctor on her BS. Like, like he knows, like, he's like, I think, you know, exactly what I mean. Um, and he's right. Like she does, but he, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to deal with it. No, she yeah, doesn't want to face it. I didn't get the feeling she was oblivious at all. Nope. I got the feeling that she knew exactly what was going on. She just yep. is. She's known, is, but she's trying yeah. to, and, and I think she's consciously tried to push Yaz away um, because she realizes what's going on. And it's not because she doesn't like her. It's just because, you know, she's the doctor and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't want to go there uh, because she, you know, she knows what will happen in the next two specials and she'll, you know, be regenerated and yes, will be disappointed. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, it's not that I don't like the idea of uh, the doctor being romantic with, uh, another woman, I, I that's okay. But once again, we see Chibnall is is pulling out the lazy card when it comes to trying to give Yaz something to do. Like you, ha- the only thing that oh, it's like I can't really define her that well. I'm not. She's not really interesting. What am I going to do? Oh, I know. I'll make her in love with the doctor. Like it. Yeah. It just is so lazy. And at this point, it's just not anything anybody wants to see. It reminded no. me of Martha. Yes, and the way yes. they built that up yes. with Martha. That's a great and, way to put it, it. Yes, and it really took away from her character. Yep, because, yep. exactly. Because Martha is a hugely strong character, but they ruined it with the puppy love because she basically was the rebound companion. Mm-hmm. And and I think you it's know. okay to explore that, though. I, I mean, I, I'm a big Martha fan, but I, what the best thing about Martha is that she got over it. Um, and mm-hmm. that was her story. And I liked that about her story. That she started off that way, but she she wised and, up and in left. In the end, she's like, "I don't need you to yes. be a fully actualized human being." Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And right. I and I and so, but it you know, at first it did feel like that as well, and I can see that. But um, but they're throwing this in like in the last season, really. 
I mean, not even the last two episodes. Yeah, I mean, Mike, you said we've been thinking about this for two years. I haven't seen it like this. Like, I don't, I haven't, I wouldn't say it's been happening for two years. I think Chibnall just decided this like last year or something like that. It's just like, well, I at least have this one one group of people who like me in this <laughs> sense, or they like this part. <laughs> I noticed it the first time in the Cybermen story of the two seasons back was when I first started seeing it building. And then, you know, then when of course Graham and Ryan left and it was just, yeah, as she, you could see it in Yaz's face. Yay. It's just me and her. It's awesome. <laughs> and, but after that, it just was like full force for the whole flux. And now this, and I'm glad, you know, cause she tried denying it and, he, and, you know, it was great because Dan kept on going and saying, I was with you for four years. I saw how you looked every time you saw that hologram. I saw it when she came back. I saw, you know, and it's like, I'm glad he called her on her BS. And, you know, it, just admit it. You do. And, you know, and it's each, everyone has trouble sometimes, you know, admitting you know, that they have a crush or something like that. It's like, oh, okay, I do. You know, that type of thing. Just but, like Nick. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's kind of where it tied together even. It was interesting. And I love so, I did really love that it was like I've I've never admitted that even to myself. Yeah. And exactly. That was I've quite literally had that same conversation with somebody. And that reaction was so accurate and heartfelt that it made everything else going, uh, really, are we doing this? Made it worth it. Huh. Okay. And I think it could, and I don't trust Chibnall to actually capitalize on this properly, <laughs> but I think it could easily set up some very deep character growth for her when we get the uh, adventures in Big Finish Audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I just feel I mean, like, how are they gonna, gonna, I feel like Chibnall's just using it as a, <laughs> yeah, the Chibnall's just using it as a tool. He's like, well, I know Jody's getting ready to re- regenerate yeah. pretty soon, so I need someone to really like care for her and make her make it a heartbreaking thing. So we better like double down on this whole Yaz relationship with her. And I'm like, oh, for sure. That's just that. Don't don't do that. Don't don't do this. And now, in the next couple of episodes, we're going to have this cloud overhanging the next two specials. Yeah, it just feels oh, yeah. cheap. It just feels really cheap. It does. Mm-hmm. It I doesn't agree. feel I just say almost worth it. Yeah. Like, almost. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Dan, to your point, I think that, yeah, I would, uh, you know, if I had more trust in Chibnall, like I have in other showrunners, I would think like, okay, well, let's see where this goes. But because he, the, the most... <laughs> The, the thing I least trust him with is the sticking the landing. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you know, he's about mm-hmm. to like, you know, after this special, that's coming up in April. Then he's got one more to stick the landing of his entire run. And I just, I'm just worried that that's going to be like a mess. Oh, mm-hmm. I think so too. And he's probably going to be trying to bring back every single character and every storyline that he tried starting and, you know, Try putting it all into one hour. Hey, story. we got Carl back in this episode. 
Yes, we did at the very end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, like what? Like I was like, who's? I'm like, who is that guy? And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, he was in the first episode with Jody, the man, the woman who fell to Earth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, does that mean anything? <laughs> yeah, when I when I first saw it, I'm like, is that that Jeff guy they keep bringing up? <laughs> From the storage unit. Oh, right, like, Who right. is this? That's, that's what I thought. Yeah, too. I thought it was Jeff also. <laughs> so, like yeah, yeah, yeah I had to look, I had to look it up to realize it was Carl. I mean, yeah. well, that's how little Carl made an impact on me in that in the first in that first episode. But um, yeah, I thought he died. Yeah, makes sense. So it was interesting to see. Um, do we have, you know, any thoughts about, you know, about the whole time loop thing? How was it, how it was handled and everything? Did you guys like how they did it? You know, with the shortening each of each minute? Yeah. I, think, I yeah, like we, that. Yeah. We both said yeah. that. Yeah. We, we, yeah. yeah. But the thing, fans. yeah, but the thing is I did. The one thing I did like it, it didn't reset and they didn't have to figure it all out each time. They remembered from last time. Yes, and that, that, that was, was yeah. Because yeah, if they had to go through the whole thing, where yeah, that would have been annoying. Yeah, that that would not have worked in such a short amount of time. <laughs> and and I like that he counted down. I thought that was smart to have it mm-hmm. counting down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was it was really well done, and you know they had, you know, and to a time lord, you know, five minutes that's like an eternity to them anyway. So it's okay. Are you kidding? That's like a millisecond to them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, five minutes. I, you know what? I can learn how to play piano. I could do a sonnet. I could do this. You know, if you remember the eighth doctor saying that when, you know, oh, doctor, you have only five more minutes to live. <laughs> and it's like, oh, five minutes. That's nothing. So it was interesting, though, that, you know, they, how they tied it together. And, you know, Jody, of course, loved there. I have no complaints about her character at all, except for her little, like, you know, what? She's in love with me? No. What? I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, that was kind of BS, mm-hmm. but that was. I like that scene. That, I didn't. It, I thought Jody it, was really Jody. good in it. I think, you know, I like, you know, I didn't like what they were talking about, but since they were talking about it, I thought Jody and. Uh, um, Dan. Dan. Right. Thank you. Uh, I, I was going to say, yeah, was, yeah. Grand. Uh, did a Grand. good job, like That's acting wise. Um, and, you know, I thought that that was really well. Done. I mean, that was, that's what you expect the doctor to do. The doctor's not just going to be like, Oh yeah, you're right. I do. But, um, you know, Oh yeah. Better or for totally. worse. That's been one of Jody's really defining traits has been, avoiding the absolute hell out of anything that's going on or trying to talk about what's going on mm-hmm. and you know, her, especially when it comes to what's going on in her head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's very, very guarded. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I, and that's how that read to me was just a, a continuation of that, that extreme guardedness. Mm-hmm. Totally. understand that. I could totally see that. Do you think this will go down as one of the best holiday specials? You know, I'm talking about Doctor Who holiday specials all the way back through the beginning of the new series. How does this rank against it? I would this say was a, it's one this of was the, a, the This was a holiday one. special is how it's going to rank. Yeah. 
Well, it was on New Year's Eve. They were counting <laughs> well, yeah. it down. Well, well, well yeah. I think they're better when they're not <laughs> right. centered around the holiday. It's not in your face as far as a holiday special. But, yes, it does take place on New Year's Eve. And that is an element to the story. So uh, Brief it, doesn't element. Feel, it doesn't feel as forced as some of the other uh, times when they try to wedge, you know, a holiday into a um you like mean like did, putting like, Santa Halloween apocalypse? Like yeah. he did, like, <laughs> like he did with uh, Halloween. Yeah, that's what I was. That's where I was going. Good, good. <laughs> I mean, elf, elf storage was actually kind of funny. Yeah, yes, that's, that's true. <laughs> Why did you call this place Elf? Because <laughs> he couldn't afford to put the S back up. <laughs> it was a cute little line. So yeah. very awesome. Any final comments or thoughts before we go ahead and rate this? I I didn't uh, I guess they were in, they introduced these Daleks as executioner Daleks, which I guess is a new thing. But I yes. did not see any other than the fact that they had those those you know Gatling guns. guns. I didn't, I guess that's the only thing that is different about them. That's the only thing I noticed. But um, uh, yeah, I just thought they were you know an upgrade. I like the idea too that the Daleks said that they can learn and they can upgrade, especially since we just watched evil, the Daleks where they were trying to do the same thing. I'm like, well, at least the Daleks are consistent in these couple stories that we've just recently have seen. And especially the ones not written by Terry nation. It's even better. Well, anytime <laughs> you can watch a Dalek story that's not written by Terry nation. It's a good day. Even yes. Chris Chibnall. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Terry nation. Oh, wow. Thank you and good night, everybody. Okay, let's go ahead and rate this one. One out of five TARDISes, one being the worst, five being the best. I'd like to I'd like to just uh, shout out to all the listeners who are never going to listen to our show again. Thank you for your time with us. We really, really appreciate you giving us a chance as Doctor Who fans, but you probably don't want to ever hear us again. Oh, God, I totally understand that. Okay, Christina, go first. One out of five TARDISes, one being the worst, five being the best. A solid three. Okay. Any thoughts with that or just solid um, three? I mean, you know, it was, it was like I said, it was probably the best of Chibnall's, but that's not saying a whole lot, I guess. Low I mean, bar, folks, low bar. <laughs> yeah. So that's why, yeah, a three, sure. Um, it was it was fun, but not the best. Nope, totally understand that. Dave. Three and a half. Cut okay. the cut the TARDIS in half again. Got it. Awesome. Now I have to Eric. reset it and then it'll all this thing will happen again. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll have to go through this whole review <laughs> over again and we'll have less time to do it. Okay, Mary. I think I'm going to give it a 3.75. I would have given it a four, but for the part about Yaz being in love with the doctor, I mean, oh man, that please no. Uh, it has nothing to do. Let me tell you, folks, I am as queer as queer as you can be. I have absolutely no problem at all with it being two women. I have a big problem with the way that it was presented and um, and the fact that there's no way he's going to explore that in depth in in the next two specials. 
he just threw it in because he he needed a shocker or, or something. Um, so yeah, but so but overall, I enjoyed the episode, so I'm willing to go three point seven five. Okay, Mister Mike. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, I have some of the same problems, but I, I liked, liked the other stuff more. So I'm going to give it, I almost went a 4.5, but it, you know, that stuff with Yez and, and the doctor again, uh, I just, it's just Chibnall being clumsy and, and throughout this, I mean, as you've already pointed out, I mean, there are some plot points here where it's like, it doesn't really work. I had so much fun with the episode. I didn't really care about that stuff. So, like, I didn't really care that the storage units are bigger than they are in real life. I mean, you know, whatever. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, it, I just had fun with it. And this was the most fun I've had watching Doctor Who, even, you know, more so than anything we saw in Flux. And that was that was pretty good at times. But this was just a this was just fun. And, and I haven't had fun just watching Doctor Who, at least not new Who in, a, in a quite some time. No, totally. Would understand you say that. you liked it better than Village of the Angels? Um, I did in terms of it being a standalone story. Yes. Um, there are parts of village of the angels that I liked a lot, but because it's wrapped up, I I can't like break it out of the whole flux Mm storyline. So it's, it's difficult for me to like, you know, um, say, but, but ultimately I think I would probably give them both a four. So you know, the, rate, the TARDIS rating is, is the same. So different reasons, but, um, you know. Okay. I'm going to give this one a three. Um, it didn't hold my interest, like I've said multiple times. I liked some of the characterizations. If I was basing it on Jody alone, it would have gotten a five. But that was why it didn't get a lower score, because Jody was in it. And the Daleks were interesting. The whole thing with the time loop has been done tons of times. And I just, it was just okay. And, you know, I've never ever said with Doctor Who is just okay. It's always, you know, I've always said bad Doctor Who is still better than anything else out there most of the time. I'm almost starting to have to eat those words in some ways. And I blame Chris Chibnall on that. And I'm not thrilled with it. I'm not thrilled having to say that. But am I going to leave the show? Hell no. I will never leave Doctor Who. You know, Doctor Who, you know, this show will go on, you know, for me as long as I breathe, pretty much. I will be watching Doctor Who. And, you know, I'm looking forward already to the next chapter. And... You know, speaking of next chapters, we do have to talk about the trailer because we got a big surprise with that. Sea Devils! We are getting a nice surprise on that one. That was awesome to see. I was not expecting that. That was, you know, one of those surprises that Chibnall did, you know, he, it didn't leak that they were coming back. And I love that it's, you know, based on a true story um, because the pirate that they have in it is a true character. And so they're going to be doing a historical episode. And I will say this, the one thing Chipmunk does really well are the historical stories. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be very curious to see what we got. Yeah. So any thoughts on it? Or are you guys excited about this one? I'm looking forward to it. I, I, 
Yeah, the trailer definitely intrigued me, and that looked like they did a good job on the sea devils mm-hmm. and they, recreated them. They modernized them, but they didn't take away the original feel. Right. Which is nice, not like mm-hmm. they did with the Silurians. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, you know, I, I didn't want it to be, oh, this is just a helmet that we wear or something. And it's a <laughs> human head or, or, or a fish head or something like that underneath. And no, I don't want to see that. But no, I thought it looked awesome. And Shipno's bring- done a pretty good job at bringing back. I mean, it took him a while to bring back some uh the races and some of the other species and aliens and stuff. But the ones you have, you know, I think I mean, we both, we all said that you did a good job bringing back the Centaurans, uh, especially their, you know, going back to their original look um, and what he's done with the Cybermen and uh, even the Daleks, uh, I think has been pretty solid all the way through. So I think he's managed, you know, one thing that we'll say about him, is that uh, he has managed to treat a lot of the past uh, creatures, races, whatever you want to call it, um, uh, with uh, some respect. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. I think that's what also shot Chibnall in the foot, was him not bringing back more classic characters his first season to keep some of the, you know, he said, oh, I want to go do it, you know, all new characters, all new this, I think you would have captured a lot of the fanboy audience and such if you would have had some of classic characters come back yeah. in some form or another. I yeah, appreciate that he so tried. He failed. I appreciate that he tried, though. Yeah. It seems just, so strange to me that he would, he had, that's one of his strengths was bringing <laughs> back the older characters and also doing a, like, sort of the mini series arc. And he just, the first season, he just went totally away from that. It's like, I'm not going to do anything I do well. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Instead, instead we got Tim Shaw, you know, so a guy who has teeth in his face. It's awesome. And trust me, I have the pop figure to prove it. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. I can't, even so, make, I can't believe they made a pop figure. I can't either. <laughs> I all can't. of that, of all the creatures and all the things in Doctor Who, it's like, we're going to, yeah, no. No, they did not do a good job at pop figures for the Jody era. They did three different versions of Jody, and they did um, Tim Shaw, they did the Kablam, and they did whatever that little metal eating thing was. That uh, little creature. The pitting. Yeah. That's that's the that's those are the Funkos they did because they did a Funko with her wearing the long jacket as the San Diego Comic Con exclusive. Even that was even before she became the Doctor when you know they first introduced her, mm. and then they did her without the jacket as the general release, and then they did from her regeneration episode her holding the sonic screwdriver with the goggles on her forehead. That she yeah. did. That, I the, like the ones they did of her. Oh, the one I have all yeah. all of them except for the San Diego one because I'm not paying over two hundred dollars <laughs> for a Funko Pop. That's where I draw the line, folks. Yeah, because yeah. you know, one ninety nine. Yes, two hundred. No, no. Way. <laughs> nope. Hey, a guy has to have standards. Damn it. <laughs> draw the line. I draw the line at it. So it's very cool. So I think that's going to wrap up this episode for tonight. Thank you for joining us for the New Year's special. It was pretty darn awesome to be able to hang with some amazing folks to talk about this tonight. We might not have all agreed on it, but you know what? We could agree that it's good to have Doctor Who 
for a holiday. And, you know, this time next year, we'll be in the barren lands, folks. Trust us. You know. We'll be in the big Finnish land. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Keeping far away from, you know, travel of time lord, as we like as to say. As far as we can. Exactly. <laughs> we will be socially distancing ourselves from trial of the time lord. <laughs> right. yes, we'll right. Trial of a time lord is in quarantine. <laughs> is in <Yes>. quarantine. <laughs> I like it. I like it totally. All right. Um, let's thank everyone for being here. Christina, you made it through your first episode with us. Thank you so, so much. I uh, thank you for having me. It was, it was a great pleasure. Anything you want to promote, like your uh, Facebook group and everything where you can get tons and tons of people to join? Sure. It's uh, the Doctor Who and Sci-Fi Appreciation Society on Facebook. So Definitely, folks. Give it a join, please. It's, you know, become one of us. It's awesome. It's a great place to be. <laughs> and, of course, Mr. Dave. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. Such a pleasure to be back. Anything? Um, you want to promote? Always, always promote myself. Yeah, uh, always be promoting. Find, exactly. Easiest place to find everything I do is linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash the rat hole dot C-A. That's got all our social media. That's got the main website and the YouTube. I'd love to get a handful more uh, YouTube subscribers on there so I can get a usable URL from YouTube. What is a handful of subscribers? That's what I want to know. I think I, I think I'm twenty shy. Okay, gotcha. Okay, if, that's if cool. That, yeah. So twenty shy people go sign up for Dave's uh-huh. YouTube page. Mm-hmm. YouTube, uh, you'll get great miniature painting. Uh, I've got a painter. That we did a did he do Jody? No, he did uh, he did the Eighth Doctor miniature uh, for us. So that's a weekly thing. We got some random reviews, including the Doctor Who card game. Uh, live casts that I've had there. Um, and through the same link, you can find all of our written reviews as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you once again, my friend. And you were, you know, came in at the last moment and we do appreciate you. I'm glad to be here anytime. Awesome, dude. And Mary, thank you so, so much. Oh, thank you for having me. It was, it was fun to do this episode. I enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. Anything you want to promote? You can find me at mariogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Excellent. If you want to check out some amazing artwork, folks, definitely check out Mary's work. She is one of the good ones out there. And last but never least, Mr. Mike Gordon. As always, it's my pleasure. And we made it through another one, my friend. We did. We did. And, you know, we should probably give a special shout out to, um, you know, we, we got that big big episode that we did the the year-end special that we always do on uh uh on our station one to uh put the year in review uh best worst uh we put it through the geek seat so to speak and uh people should check that out uh we do mention uh doctor who in there a couple times so uh even the current showrunner yeah exactly so (laughs) so you know whether it's as best or worst, i think you probably know but (laughs) yeah Yeah, big surprise yeah Yeah, it's not a shocker on that one but those are always fun so uh you know i encourage people to check those out too if you Mm -hmm. want to see what our thoughts are of stuff other than doctor exactly it's a lot of fun and definitely check it out Uh, Of course, we will be back again. Actually, next week, we're going to be back. 
And we are looking at the 11th Doctor, folks. We are looking at Rebel Flesh and the Almost People, a two-parter featuring the very weird, weird two versions of Matt Smith. It's going to be a lot of fun to talk all about it, or as we like to call it, the Ganger Doc. So it <laughs> should be kind of cool. So until then, feedback, as always, is at feedback at earthstationwho.com. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends and neighbors. You know, it's always great to have people join the Earth Station Who Facebook group. We have a great group there. We talk about Doctor Who news. And, you know, sooner or later, they're going to announce who the new Doctor is. So hopefully that will be the first place you find it. Check it out. Earth Station Who up on Facebook. And if you want to look for older episodes of the podcast, check out EarthStationWho.com. And you know what? We can be found anywhere where fine podcasts are found. Look up Earth Station Who. We're sitting right next to it. Next to the good shows, that is. So until then, my name is Mike Favor. On behalf of all of us, we will see you here next time on Earth Station Who. Have a great new year. Here's to 2022 being great for all of us. Talk to you later. Peace. And we are done. Boom. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. <laughs>